0: So we're currently inside the university building and I'm of course a university member of staff but only a short walk along this corridor and we go from the university into an NHS environment. Mm -hmm. So this is the goods lift between our two buildings. Ah! And now we're in an NHS hospital and here it's a fully fledged NHS training hospital, principally for the purpose of delivering dental treatment for Sheffield and also training dental undergraduates, some of whom uh, are still finishing their clinic here now. Um, The beauty for me, of course, as an academic is it means I have on my doorstep a building full of clinicians, not only dentists but maxillofacial surgeons, radiologists, all the people that I would want to interact with in developing new materials and perfecting them for use uh, in real people with real clinical needs. So this is our cell and tissue engineering laboratory. Essentially, it's for the culture of living cells. And while it perhaps looks a little bit impressive at first, the components are relatively simple. Over here, here is where the cells arrive into our laboratory. Generally speaking, we, have, we may have waste tissue from surgery, we may have Uh, animal parts from from the abattoir that we've we've collected, where we're basically recovering the living cells so that waste can go away from here, and from the room behind this little airtight hatch, in will come the cells, hopefully in a sterile state. To handle and manipulate cells, we use hoods like this, and these maintain, using laminar flow, these maintain a sterile environment, because the one catch with using cultured cells is they're very sensitive to infection from bacteria. So we wish to keep them sterile all the time. Now beyond that though, looking after cells is a bit like looking after pets. They need feeding and they need their waste throwing away. And as long as you can do that without infection with bacteria, it's relatively straightforward. The other thing with cultured cells is over here, we need to keep them in an incubator. Cells are happiest at 37 degrees centigrade. and we use a 5% CO2 atmosphere to provide a buffering for their environment. And that essentially is how we look after cultured living cells. And these are used in many applications, for example, the evaluation of biocompatibility or in cell therapy itself, how we actually start to look at using cells as vehicles for repairing diseased or damaged human tissues. Our group in particular is very close to industry. We do a lot of our work Really helping industry translate ideas and fresh science into products of human benefit and, of course, for human wealth creation. GICs historically are dental materials, and back in the 1980s, it was decided to try and adopt these for use as a bone cement in middle ear surgery for repairing those tiny bones that you have inside the ear. Initially this was fantastic, Uh, it worked very, very well, but as is often the case, surgeons became adventurous and they very tragically tried an application too far and the cement was used adjacent to patients' brain tissues where the patients tragically died. So one of our earliest projects was basically modifying these cements and optimising them in order to make them uh, safer and better equipped for use in middle ear surgery. And We succeeded in doing that and our technology has been licensed to a company using a composition granted by Sheffield University working with the University of Limerick and the Royal Free Hospital and our most recent grant from the EPSRC knowledge transfer account is to actually look at um, at radically different compositions that won't suffer those drawbacks that we had with the early compositions and these will in theory be able to be used in spinal surgery, in skull base surgery, for bone cementation and repair and fixation of devices. They're interesting I think because they illustrate many aspects of our translational research here at the university. So I've really brought two examples here. First is the the Biosem bone cement, which is used in middle ear surgery uh, from a company called Corinthian that we work with very closely. And the other is the Nanotechnology, which I've not talked about yet, which is a bone paste used in bone augmentation and reconstruction. So both of these cements are designed for different parts of use in the skull. This cement, in particular, is designed for use for repairing those bones of the middle ear or for blocking small channels in bone that are produced during surgery, for example in placing cochlear implants. Uh, it's a very simple system if I were a surgeon, which I emphasise I'm not, you would, this would arrive in the clinic, it's totally sterile, it's double bagged to protect it from moisture contamination and then inside is a small capsule thus. And to activate it, again, it's relatively simple. You pull off the security tab here, activate it by hitting a plunger at the bottom, then place it in a little cement mixer. It just mixes for 10 seconds, and that adds the components together to form the setting cement. Three, two, one. Then you remove that, put it into your carefully into your injection device, remove the plunger from the end, and then here, again, this is what you do in surgery to demonstrate. You squeeze here, and then the cement comes out thus. And the surgeon can place this directly in the middle ear, or they can manipulate it with their tools and instruments in theater. So it's a very elegant system.